Welcome to day 10 of Shaped by the Word. We're in season two, which we've called the drama of Scripture. And uh, we have just experienced, uh, you know, through the last few days as we've read about, you know, God's judgment over the face of the earth by an act of decreation as the waters that he separated in order that we could have a place to know and love and serve him and experience his grace and goodness and live our lives in partnership with him that uh, the chaos enters back into the world through sin and a mighty act of judgment, but there is the grace of God delivering uh, both creation uh, in the creatures that he had made and the crown of his creation uh, in Noah. So we come to a, a new start and a fresh start. It won't be a, a long-lived fresh start because we're still fallen creatures with an inclination uh, to live for ourselves rather than live for the one that created us, but it is a it is a breath of fresh air, and we see in it the hope of the future redemption you know, that we have in Christ. So I'm Paul Kemp here with David Keefe and Kitty Kresge and Matt Kresge, and we continue our journey through the book of Genesis and Genesis chapter 9. As always, when we read the Word of God, we're not simply reading to uh, fill in the details of the story or to learn a few new facts that we never learned. We are reading it to see the heart of God and to know him more deeply and to know him in knowing him more deeply to be conformed into the image of his son by the work of the holy spirit in us and uh, we thank god for the way that he uses the means of grace such as scripture to complete that work in us so before we read uh, katie why don't you lift us up by the word Sounds of prayer. Good. father thank you for this passage that we get to read together today and thank you for this covenant that you made with noah um and for the way that it reminds us of your movement towards your people and how you pursue us, how you offer us grace upon grace. Um, and so, Father, would it point us to the new covenant we have in Jesus Christ um, and the salvation we have by the blood of Jesus? And um, would it remind us of what Paul said, your heart, um, your perfect heart towards us and um, just would it change us would it not just be words on a page but spirit would you would you move in us and and transform us into the likeness of your son um, and, and would it would it lead us to be a light in this dark world and um, agents of reconciliation in the world around us it's in Christ's name we pray amen and Genesis chapter 9 then God blessed Noah and his sons, saying to them, Be fruitful and increase in number and fill the earth. The fear and dread of you will fall on all the beasts of the earth and on all the birds in the sky, on every creature that moves along the ground, and on all the fish of the sea. They are given into your hands. Everything that lives and moves about will be food for you, just as I gave you green plants. I now give you everything. But you must not eat meat that has the lifeblood still in it. And for your lifeblood I will surely demand an accounting. I will demand an accounting of every animal, and from each human being too, I will demand an account for the life of another human being. Whoever sheds human blood by humans shall their blood be shed, for in the image of God has God made all mankind. As for you, be fruitful and increase in number, multiply on the earth and increase upon it. Then God said to Noah and his sons with him, I now establish my covenant with you and with your descendants after you, and with every living creature that was with you, the birds the livestock and all the wild animals, all those that came out of the ark with you. 
every living creature on earth. I establish my covenant with you. Never again will all life be destroyed by waters of a flood. Never again will there be a flood to destroy the earth. And God said, this is a sign of the covenant I'm making between me and you and every living creature with you, the covenant for all generations to come. I've set my rainbow in the clouds, and it will be given as a sign of the covenant between me and the earth. Whenever I bring clouds over the earth and the rainbow appears in the clouds, I'll remember my covenant between me and you and all living creatures of every kind. Never again will the waters become a flood to destroy all life. Whenever the rainbow appears in the clouds, I will see it and remember the everlasting covenant between God and all the living creatures of every kind on the earth. So God said to Noah, This is the sign of the covenant I have established between me and all the life on earth. Sons of Noah who came out of the ark were Shem, Ham, and Japheth. Ham was the father of Canaan. These were the three sons of Noah, and from them came the people who were scattered over the whole earth. Noah, a man of the soil, proceeded to plant a vineyard. When he drank some of its wine, he became drunk and lay uncovered inside his tent. Ham, the father of Canaan, saw his father naked and told his two brothers outside. But Shem and Japheth took a garment and laid it across their shoulders. Then they walked in backward and covered their father's naked body. Their faces were turned the other way so that they would not see their father naked. When Noah awoke from his wine and found out what his youngest son had done to him, he said, Cursed be Canaan, the lowest of slaves will he be to his brothers. He also said, Praise be to the Lord, the God of Shem. May Canaan be the slave of Shem. May God extend Japheth's territory. May Japheth live in the tents of Shem. And may Canaan be the slave of Japheth. After the flood, Noah lived 350 years. Noah lived a total of 950 years. And then he died. So we see the um, the sun shining, the rainbow in the clouds, the birds are singing. Uh, you have a nice scene, but you also still have a, a fallen creature living in a fallen world. And I uh, hope does not rest in the abilities of man to mm. follow the decrees of God. There must be a much greater hope uh, that is developed. So no sooner do we uh, have you know, this moment of relief than we see the downward trajectory of, of man and, and, and of sin. And of course you have the strong contrast you know, between the early creation where they were both naked, not ashamed, and then they mm-hmm. tried to cover their own nakedness uh, by fig leaves and later God covered their nakedness for them, and, and so you see in them, you know, the, this a sense of a sense of lewdness and a sense of, you know, disrespect. You know, that takes place. It's much deeper, you know, than we might imagine. It looks to us to, to be a slight thing, but to, to God, uh, and in this moment, it, it is a is a big thing. Mm-hmm. So, as you read this passage, what are some of the things that you know stand out to you? And to start the, the twofold. Um, command again we talked about this yesterday but that creational command that god gives to adam and eve to be fruitful and multiply again he does after he brings them through um the water god bless noah and his son saying to them be fruitful and increase in number and fill the earth and then verse seven as for you be fruitful and increase in number multiply on the earth and increase upon it you know and he does it not simply that they would just go and live however they want to live but uh, again with the, that creational intent in mind that mm-hmm. that he has set them up and we see it um, even in the reminder in verse 6, for in, for in the image of God has God made mankind, that he set them up in his image to kind of to be these little, in a, in a sense, stamps, you know, mm-hmm. that they go out through all the earth, taking the glory of God over the face of the earth. 
uh, and you know Habakkuk would say that the glory of God would then go, uh, you know, cover the earth as the waters, waters cover the and sea. you have kind of that image Which right is now, kind of a, a nice contrast yeah. to what we've just experienced. The water has just covered the earth, and, and now again, as the waters have receded, God says, "May my glory cover the earth." And the mm-hmm. way it's going to go about this is, your, you know, you increase your fruitful. Hmm. So you, you do see a reestablishment, you know, of the priorities of creation. Uh, one being the stewardship of you know God's resources, uh, you know for His glory as His representative, you know as we represent His heart and character, and of course that is still our call today is to reflect God's heart and character and to steward the good gifts that He has given with us as a picture of who He is uh, for His glory and for the joy of many. Uh, and of course, one of the biggest trusts we have or stewardship is we have of the gospel. But the second, you know, priority that He is is established is who man is and his importance in all of creation as as the image of God. And so there are restrictions on uh, how you would respond, uh, you know, that you would ever think that you could take the life of another person, you know, in your your own hands or or to uh, be superior in any way because everybody you see is created in the image of God Mm -hmm. as well. Yeah, the the importance of shedding someone's blood, it's very very important um, to the Lord that we don't, do that <laughs> and the lifeblood i love the the yeah. lifeblood image um, because blood is uh, is life and um yeah what were you, you well like no and of course our lord even moves it a little bit deeper you know not only should you not take the life of someone else but you shouldn't say Racha. Mm-hmm. are you empty head <laughs> um, which you know, I've hardly ever called anybody Raka, but uh, <laughs> there are other names, you know, that that I have. But but to disrespect human life in any way, yeah. not not because of you know who we are innately, but because of who we are in relationship to God, created in His image. So you'll never you know lock eyes with anyone who does not matter to God, because He created them as a reflection of Himself, and He redeemed them or he provided for their redemption, mm-hmm. you know, on the cross of the Lord Jesus Christ. Didn't want to mm-hmm. infringe upon your Calvinistic theology over there, Matt. <laughs> no, I love that, that in this kind of recreation through Noah as this kind of new Adam, this, this new call to go and multiply that God in the middle of that reinforces the value of humanity, both to himself and the mutual value and, and respect we are to give to each other. Uh, we saw, you know, Cain and Abel disrupt that, and and then again we see, man, he's not called us to to shed each other's blood, but to value each other as fellow image bearers, which again is something we won't see played out very often, but something he's called us to as, as his people to to deeply value those around us. And you see, you know, for the first time, a very important word for the rest of the story. Uh, this is the first time in Scripture that we hear the word covenant. You see the elements of covenant, you know, in Genesis as God uh, provides and offers, you know, stipulations, you know, for his presence and for his blessing. Uh, But here you hear the word covenant used, and you're going to see this word used again with Abraham. You're going to see this word used again with Moses at at Sinai as he establishes a relationship with the nation of Israel. You'll hear this word again uh, with David as he establishes the hope of a coming ruler, and ultimately you'll hear it from the words of the prophets as he establishes a promise to renew us um, by grace through his Spirit so that we can be a people, you know, after his own heart. But covenant is God in his faithfulness binding himself to a people which calls for faithfulness 
and response. So it's a special kind of relationship. It's not a contract. We're a contractual people. Mm-hmm. It's, it's a covenant, which is far more relational than, than, than contractual. Mm-hmm. I love how we see that, how God several times throughout chapter 9 places the obligation of this covenant on himself. Mm-hmm. I mean, numerous times in verses 9, 11, 15, calling it my covenant, you know, that, that God has bound himself and he's obligated himself to be the faithful keeper of the covenant, even in spite of our unfaithfulness, which you see time and time again, and especially just played out in the next little scene with, with even Noah, that we see the faithfulness of God to his unfaithful people, um, which is a wonderful reminder of how yeah. much and, we can and, trust And, of course, God. there's an additional element to this covenant that I will withhold judgment. Uh, never, uh, never again will there be this kind of judgment, uh, you know, as long as seed time and harvest and as long as the earth remains. But there is a coming time when God's judgment will be complete and, and, and will be final. And it will be every bit as cataclysmic and every bit as gracious as his judgment in us. And that's why the prophets, when they look forward to that day, will look forward to the great and dreadful day of the Lord. It's great because it brings hope, dreadful because for those who've rejected the hope, uh, it will ultimately bring judgment. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, we do see that uh, ugly scene, uh, you know, of, um, of the disrespect of their father's uh, dignity, uh, you, know, by, you know, by him, um, who not only sees it and does nothing, you know, to, to cover his father's shame, uh, but exposes his father's shame. And you see the other two who, in deep respect, cover shame. Mm-hmm. And, and you kind of uh, you kind of get that um, in Timothy a little bit, as Paul says, you know, whoever covers, you know, whoever loves covers a multitude of sin. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know that our our goal is to cover, you know, cover shame mm-hmm. uh, rather than to belittle and expose, and it's it's part of that as as well. Mm-hmm. I was actually wondering about that. What what did Ham? It's Ham, right? Ham do wrong. Like it, it's such a huge reaction from Noah. But then I think you just cleared it up for me that yes, instead of instead of attempting to cover up his father's shame so that no one else could see it, he goes out and tells his brothers about it um, and exposes him. And um, man, what a picture of of our hearts um, towards other people! Like so often, do we find ourselves wanting to share the the, the juicy nature of <laughs> some gossip, news or yeah and, and of course it's a way of elevating ourselves mm-hmm. you know it's our self-righteousness comparing ourselves to others laughing at others mocking at other you know mocking others mm-hmm. uh, belittling others not realizing uh, that uh, our shame has been covered uh, through yeah. an act of God not through our own act of kind of cobbling together these little leaves uh, and uh, you know, so it is a. Uh, we're not sure everything is involved, but we we do know the powerful symbols that are being involved. That sin brings shame, that mm-hmm. calls for covering, mm-hmm. and him rather than covering, uh, you know, the sins of of his father exposed them. Mm. Yeah. Then we see the picture of the gospel with the other two sons who lovingly come and graciously cover the shame, um, yeah. which is an absolute picture of Christ and what He's done for us in our sin, just like. We see them doing for Noah and his, and, and you see a foreshadowing also of of the people of Canaan, mm-hmm. you know, here who will have, you know, kind of a a more lewd, uh, gratuitous, 
you know, lifestyle. And of course, God withholds judgment for years because the sin hadn't reached its fullness. But the people of Canaan will be a people who uh, who live in shame, rather who live under God's provision mm-hmm. and His covering as mm-hmm. well. David, why don't you close us with a word of prayer? Yeah, let's pray. Oh, Father, thank you so much for your word. Um, it is so enjoyable to, to read your word and to discuss your word and do it in community with with one another. Thank you for that gift. And thank you so much for the, the beautiful reminders we see here of who you are and how you are a God who has obligated himself towards faithfulness, even when we're unfaithful. And thank you so much for the beauty of, of Christ and the gospel that covers our shame and offers us forgiveness and and a new life in the middle of our sin so thank you so much for your word thank you for the beauty of christ seen all throughout your scriptures we pray this in his wonderful name amen Amen.